Broadcasting live from Urza's factory on the plain of Dominaria, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hello, I'm Kathleen, and joining me this week are Cameron hmm? and Wheeler. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And it's great to be here with both of you guys, and it's great to be supported by our wonderful sponsors. That's you, all of you, at uh, patreon.com. You pay us to make these noises come out of our mouths, passing air through various flaps and nodules. Well, I guess actually, hopefully not nodules. That would I be mean, bad. But yeah, there, there's, there's flaps. There's probably sphincters. There's several valves. Yeah, but you are facilitating that movement of air in a really indirect, keeping us fed and housed way. You're, uh, you're endorsing everything that we just said. Oh, no. Uh, over at patreon.com, patreon.com. It's a place where you give us money, but also uh, through the kind support of our sponsors, cardkingdom.com. Uh, once again, they are a kingdom of cards, a duchy of places to buy cards, uh, 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 there's dukes and earls, I'm sure, that work there, uh, all all in fealty the, to the card king or queen. Yeah, the, the, there are marches yeah. out, out somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's all sorts of cool royal references to make it. Cardkingdom.com. And if you uh, go and you want to order anything from Cardkingdom.com, such as singles anywhere in the world or sealed products within the contiguous uh, United States of America. Actually, that's not true. They can ship to Hawaii, so it's the discontiguous Americas. Getting more discontiguous by the day. Yeah. Uh, continental drift jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can you can say LRR sent me button please, and I believe the button this time is a thing that I didn't check before we started recording. <coughs> it's still weird tap, but okay. No, damage. James is shaking his head. Before damage, I concede. Before, before damage, damage, I, I concede. concede. Thank you, James. Uh, James is also brought to you. Uh, by Patreon and by Card Kingdom. And thanks to James, who's running the board and putting up with all of the noises coming out of our valves and sphincters. He's got two dilly bars now. <laughs> James could have ended this at any time. That's tacit approval. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of things that have just been approved... <laughs> oh, what oh a segue. good segue. Buttery smooth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, there is some interesting news in the world of magic right now because we've had two large players had merging together to become one very large player. TCG player has bought Channel Fireball, CFB, uh, the well-known site. If you're not, I mean, you're probably familiar with Channel Fireball. Uh, it was sort of founded in 2009. It's been around forever. One of like the sort of premier in the past event live sort of competitive magic hosting things. Uh, they also do a lot of content creation and stuff like that. They sponsor shows like Limited Resources. And they've been bought by TCG Player, who I don't know as much about, but apparently is one of is like the biggest like trading, one of the biggest sites for yeah, doing things. Sites. They just move so many cards mm -hmm. and also have publish a lot of articles and maybe videos. I don't watch much magic content, embarrassingly, <laughs> uh, but they're they're a big they're a big big name. Yeah, yeah. And now they own another big big name. Yep. But what does this mean for you, the viewer slash listener of this podcast? Well, luckily we've assembled this crack team of three people who happen to be on staff, and we've done some research this morning to, dis <laughs> to discuss it. it. I mean, we're a pretty 
this is a pretty strong three. Mm-hmm. That's true, actually. Yeah. We're three people who would occur to us to do some research into the subject before opening our mouths. So I think that already elevates us against, like, I would say 50% of the general population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the, the general feedback is that uh, this isn't really changing for content creators, right? Because we know some people who are working with CFB before, and you were, uh, what have you heard about that? that? That was my, honestly, my first concern was just like, oh, I hope a lot of people aren't losing their job. Mm. And uh, from what I've heard from the content creators online uh, is that everything for now is remaining the same. People still have jobs. People still have sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Content is still being created. Shovel into your mouth accordingly. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Um, The other thing that I think a lot of people were concerned about was events. Because CFB in the before times, apparently, this is all hearsay. I don't work at CFB and no, nobody has discussed this with me. This is just things I have learned. Apparently, pre-pandemic signed like a multi-year contract with Lizards of the Coast to do like magic events. They got through one year of that. The first year is always that loss leader year where we sort of figure things out and get things, you know, rolling. And they did their first year of that. And of course, the next several years of that were the Pandini. And so no live events were happening. So I imagine... That didn't go super well for them. Um, and they've done one Command Fest so far this year in Vegas. It's July. So, you know, I think people were hoping for more live magic events to come back as, you know, sort of things reopen and mm. stuff. So do you think this, do you think this like larger war chest will like give them the ability to stage events? Because TCG player stages some events too, correct? I think Star City definitely does. I don't know. I think TCG player might be more like smaller scale, right? Like one or not one case, five Ks or like tinier kind of like here's a modern, you know, tournament with a top eight that pays out right to that or something to that effect, right. but definitely not on the scale of a magic fest or a command fest or even like a, a SCG con. Right. right. Hmm. So yeah, I think TCG player here has picked up probably a lot of institutional expertise mm. and um, a stable of people who write engaging articles um, and sponsorships. But I, I, I would think that picking up CFB events or whatever's left of it at this point would have would have been a major draw for TCG player. Hmm. The other thing we haven't really talked about is they also picked up Binder POS, which stands for point of sale system, <laughs> not what your mom uh, refers to as a POS. Um, and that I read in their stats that says like we do, you know, do we do $200 million worth of inventory annually. And I have to say that's actually not that big as for like the <laughs> card market and stuff like that. That's that, that's yes, that's a lot of money to me, the individual, but think about how, like how many stores, like think about in your time at, at yellow jacket, like how much money is coming in and out, not profit. We're not talking about $200 million worth of profit. That's a lot. But just in raw sales, right? Right, in transactions. Yes. So I don't think you need to have that many stores using the system to get to that $200 million number, to be completely honest with you. Dual dual lands and power nine and all that jazz add up 
pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially across, again, many stores. Yeah. So what does Binder POS do? Is uh, it... It's a point of sale system, clearly, but like, does it manage inventory? Yeah, it's like an inventory card management kind of thing. Like CFB bought them a few years ago, I believe. And so I don't know if this is just going to help TCG players operations or if it's kind of like, that's nice, but we're actually after, you know, the gems of the knowledge and the content and the brand name, right? Hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not sure what the selling point in this is. Another interesting thing is like over the past, like, I don't know, couple years or so, maybe I'm not sure when this happened uh cfb sort of pivoted from you know sort of using the cardkingdom.com use our affiliate code um uh like we have a warehouse we sell cards we buy your cards we manage that we set it out to being like an online marketplace which is also a big fact a big thing of what tcg player does so maybe it's just hey these people have come in they're sort of cutting into our business model maybe what we can do is we can buy them and then we can conglomerate and now we are basically the only option for being an online marketplace to sell cards right. yeah like i i think more competition was better when that existed um yeah we'll we'll have to see what happens um but i don't know i don't know about this one i'm not like super happy to hear about it yeah in as much as it forms an opinion at all for me um but well Hopefully they'll be good stewards of what they've acquired. Yes. Yeah. If you have to have companies existing, mm-hmm. uh, having some amount of competition, especially in like an unregulated secondary market uh, and one that is so volatile as uh, like North American magic, which is just, it's just wild. Um more competition is good, less competition is uh, bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a little not great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so what you have is one site now carrying kind of the lion's share of um, secondary market content creation and event management. Interesting. So... Mm. Eh, eh. Eh. who knows maybe they'll maybe they'll give us free stuff and i'll feel better about this but eh. (laughs) or i'll feel obligated to feel better about this they'll invite us to whatever thing that they're planning i would like if they've got more money i want them to use it to throw more magic events like more command fests Mm -hmm. would be good and it's you know it behooves them to throw these events because you know they can promote playing the card game in person and stuff like that which is going to cause people to want to buy cards and send them to their website right like that's why you do all this stuff right Mm -hmm. and there's a reason cfb was producing events in the first place right because it you know promoted the playing of magic which promotes the buying of cards which is good for them right yeah like i think for stuff like this it's easy and frankly healthy to be extremely cynical about mm-hmm. what the you know outcome is going to be mm-hmm. or in in both a short term and in a long term but if if what this does lead to is more uh pushing more money into you know running events maybe running events safely mm-hmm. uh or even extending to like uh, local game stores now having an avenue to sell certain products online. Like mm-hmm. even if the cut that they, I don't know what the cut they receive is or like what the participation leads to, but like 
I'm sure that there are, you know, probably stores, uh, you know, from like the Midwest or, or down South or whatever that have the stock that they're not able to move in a community because there's only so much any given smaller community can, you know, buy mm-hmm. up. Eventually you have to like push it on to other people. So, right. I mean, that is good for the stores, but I'm not convinced that it'll be good news for the local gaming scenes. Yeah. Right. If a store can, can hang on to, you know, a set of duels and, those kind of remain inside the community that's better for those players but if they can very easily sell them online they're going to wind up with like the margins for selling cards are i mean it depends on you know how good of a person you are Mm. but like the margins aren't always that great and so there could be like you can run into cases where smaller stores are going to be buying, you know, they see that big shiny diamond that is like an underground sea or -hmm. whatever, and they snatch it up and they're just looking to make, you know, 300 bucks off of it ultimately. But then Mm -hmm. it's just sitting Mm -hmm. because the prices are so high. But in their community, it's just like, well, nobody else has dual lands because they can't afford it. So even if I, as an individual, could afford it, I'm not going to buy it. Like there's no reason for them. And so to give some of these smaller stores maybe an avenue to say like, well, some rando in Cal- uh, Colorado or whatever picked up this pricey thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. We got it. You know, we got it out of here. That was what right. we wanted. Yeah. And I suppose my experience is kind of warped by the fact that um, where we are in Victoria is a kind of affluent and extremely competitive magic scene. Yeah. To some extent driven by Highlander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I keep thinking of like uh, the annual Highlander tournaments <clears throat> where the prize is usually a piece of power with the understanding that that power does not get flipped online immediately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, we- it remains <laughs> inside the community. Yeah. Victoria is very much an anomaly in that mm-hmm. sense because I mean, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so we have there's just more old cards and mm-hmm. high-powered stuff, people that played earlier, kicking around. Um, and we want those cards to play those cards, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. 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 Uh, my other thought about this is that um, articles, content creation, paying pros and, and personalities in the magic community to write for you is not inherently uh, a money-making operation no it's a it, money losing operation right it's it's what you use to draw attention to your site right um so hopefully they're able and willing to continue supporting those creators yeah but you In, have to think that hey now that we basically have a huge share of this market do we need to spend <clears throat> as much money you know fighting it out to you know get individuals to come and Mm-hmm. you know come to our place by you know basically purchasing the goodwill and clout of another person's fan base be through a sponsorship or is this going to cause like some of your smaller people to be you know cut loose which you know once again you know all the sort of the money concentrates at the top right mm-hmm. you know yeah well and and there were a couple of you know relatively well publicized articles uh discussing or threads online on social media discussing how the money already wasn't great for a lot of those content creators Mm -hmm. or a lot of those um analysts and players and uh uh, 
the people writing the articles weren't getting paid really well for it with a few notable exceptions yeah and i think some of the tc i think like i can't speak to other people's content arrangements but i believe some of it was like just like a pure commission basis mm -hmm. so like you know it's not like we pay you a hundred bucks a month to sponsor you which is you know not this is this is an illustrative thing just because a hundred dollars is an even amount of money uh you know it's not we give you a hundred dollars a month to you know be sponsored by blah blah card store it's like you know any percentage of sales that you get you know you'll get a kickback right you get like five percent of the sales you generate right so it's like a commission kind of base thing is a lot of i think people are in those kinds of deals so how much is that is that still worth it ah probably but like when you have one shop does you know hmm it it i don't know i i'm with you guys i don't think that any i don't i think that competition is good i think that companies should be forced to fight with each other for our dollars and our loyalty <laughs> um just look at amazon like there you have an extreme you know that's what happens that's why they did all the you know Back in the old days, they busted up all these big super conglomerates in the U.S., right? Because, you know, the land barons and stuff like that, mm. you know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, I well, guess. I, it's kind of the only thing we can do, because as much as we like to express um, skepticism or cynicism, you know, what, what, what are any of us going to do about it, oh. right? We can only kind of sit here and hope it doesn't lead to anything unpleasant and expensive and... Uh, uh, debilitating for the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just hope you know my friends can still pay rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that would, that's that would be really great. all I care. Yeah, because you know, to also be honest, we're coming at this from a content creator perspective, and we know a lot of people in these communities who will be affected by this. Mm -hmm. So we would prefer that the people that we work with and who are fr we are friends with continue to be able to make ends meet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to just jump in because I um, when it comes to the event side of things, this was a, a similar worry years ago when CFB got that deal mm -hmm. when they were given Magic Fest for three years was, okay, if you have it for three years and nobody else does, there's no reason for you to innovate. There's no reason mm -hmm. for you to lower your prices. There's no competition. Um, and uh, one of the, I think one of the actual benefits of it, which I didn't see get talked a whole lot about, and I'm hoping that you know TCG TCG players sees the benefit here themselves. Was it gave them an opportunity to get really good at the at running events, right? Um, you know, we spent a fair amount of time at CFB events over the years, especially in 2019, in that first year that they were doing them, and they're pretty good at it, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. that is worth noting. So hopefully that um, when it comes to the event side of things, uh, TCG player takes all of that that info that they learned over the year that they did do it because mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty good yeah because from what i understand cfb events was kind of gutted over the pandemic but hopefully there was a lot of continuity planning and a lot of institutional expertise left in that in that office hopefully because events are not easy to pull off and if they were able to develop um a reasonable amount of of expertise around running big tournaments then that's extremely valuable mm -hmm. and useful knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, so there's a very, there's an almost 20 minute discussion on what does this mean? I don't know. How do we feel about it? I don't know. A little wary. Yeah. Uh, Trepidatious. How does this affect you? I don't know. How does this affect the magic, the magic marketplace? 
similar question marks. Mm-hmm. What else do we want to talk about this week? I, I have some relevant discourse that I might <laughs> want to chime in on oh, okay. about events as well. One thing that I would like to see from this, if you know this is going to result in uh, taking advantage of expertise and event running, is potentially looking to broaden the type of larger events that are coming out beyond uh, like the command fest structure, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, taking because command at command fests they are uh, there's commander, mm-hmm. uh, and then there are drafts. Yeah. There we go. Like, yeah. there's not really, there might be, I mean, again, I might be being a bit reductive. There may be some other smaller things, but um, as someone that uh, is both enjoys Commander and also uh, being a washed up competitive driven <laughs> player, uh, I would love for to see some events that do cater towards like having. Uh, kind of qualifier events hmm. or uh, like a I don't know like a 5k sort of thing like mm. a, a pr- or a 2k it doesn't matter how much the dollars is it's just that like ability to be able to be like hey I like modern or I like you know pioneer or whatever I brought my deck to this event because mm. that's the classic magic player going to an event thing is you always bring a deck for every format or too many decks even though you use like a, a third of them Hmm. Um, and I feel like that's something that, you know, the, the lack of that competitive option or that like middling competitive option Mm. has been, uh, brought up over, uh, you know, over and over and over again on Twitter, sometimes in some disingenuous, you know, (gasps) surroundings. I know, I know on Twitter. But like, there's a half, I think I I genuinely, there's a, there's a, there's a nice medium. No, right. I absolutely agree. And sorry, that that wasn't meant to be um, <laughs> a dig at that comment. Bad discourse on Twitter hurts us all. Um, yeah, I I don't really dig Commander. It's not my format. Yeah. Um, so the preponderance of Command Fests leaves me feeling a bit left out, which is, I guess, you know, how legacy players have felt for years. Only I also didn't drive my own marginalization in order to protect value but um (laughs) hot takes uh uh uh, i mean yeah i i I basically go to these events to hang out with friends and then i draft yeah but i'm not really part of the event right but there's like for player for players in your position Mm -hmm. right like if someone said if someone's like i'm playing in a modern event and you're like oh cool modern is storm still a thing and they're yeah, like exactly. yeah in fact i have an extra storm deck do you want to jam and mm. it's just like sometimes like very commonplace i mean i've been victim of it too where it's just like yeah sure i'll yeah. go like two three draw you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'll go yeah. yeah um i'll i'll hang out in this and probably dream crush somebody who would otherwise do fairly well with yeah. a, with an oddball deck. Also, what does Modern Storm look like? Did you just pull out like the four of Faithless Looting and replace it with the one for Modern Horizons 2? Oh, I don't know. I only play good formats, but um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like uh, Modern. I play bad decks in that format, though. Why is it every time I sit in this host chair, people say spicy things? 
Oh, we say spicy things all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm filled with the unbridled rage of a West Coast legacy player. Former. Fair. Fair. But I mean, like last time, last time we had here, we had Cedric. Last time I was sitting here, Cedric was like, bacon is overrated. Now you're like modern me. You know, like people are going to leave comments and they should in the YouTube comments below (laughs) and -hmm. engage that algorithm. Exactly. We're we don't sincerely hold any of the beliefs that I just said. Unless we do. I mean, if you do want to wrap it back, I think modern is actually uh, not to talk about the format, but what that format means for content creation and articles. I've always seen modern as like the perfect format for uh, like articles to be written about to drive cards Mm. and to drive and get like uh, participation on a local level, but Mm -hmm. also on like an event level. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. like, your average modern player, it's, at least from my my experience, uh, is just like they're just playing the same thing that they're always playing. Mm. You know, they're not they. You know, oh that four color money pile. Anyways, here's a dredge deck I haven't unsleeved for you know five years that may or may not be illegal now. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's great. You want like that's just what local magic is for a majority of the population, mm-hmm. and so, and those players like to know what's up they like to read articles they like to go to these events to test their metal or whatever right when you're when you're sleeping up your sideboard you kind of need to know if golgari grave troll is currently banned in modern or not mm-hmm. yeah um and yeah like modern is this format where reprints are possible right exactly <laughs> uh and new cards are kind of constantly being added to it in meaningful ways mm-hmm. um for example like i I was just reading an article the other day about how modern is actually in a reasonably decent place right now because there is some variety in the format rather than 80% of any particular field being drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Yorian's a big pisser. Mm-hmm. But still, again, not every player is playing Yorian. Yeah. Or Urza. Yeah. Or, I don't know, the other the other hotnesses. Like, there, there are eight decks in that format now, Yeah, basically. yeah. And that's good. You get people out to these events to play... They don't, you know, there's a certain aspirational aspect of it uh, where they're like, oh, what if I do win? Or what if I, you know, uh, what if I get to play against these pros at these, you know, or these personalities at these Magic Fest style of events or mm-hmm. whatever? Uh, or if they just they just like playing. Like so many people show up to back when there, you know, you had regular PTQs or whatever. People show up to those events not thinking like i'm going to win i have everything written out or whatever they're like i had a saturday free Mm -hmm. i want to have fun my friends are going to be there yeah yeah and so creating space at you know potential future events for those kind of players like i think they can coexist with commander players because shocked i'm sure there there's a lot of overlap (laughs) like in that right you know well everyone says the commander is the fun format um, but honestly, I've had better experiences the at way. the super sweaty tables mm. with the extremely competitive players <laughs> because everyone goes on to or into those events with very clear expectations over what they'll experience and the level of play they can expect from other players. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the more casual commander tables where I find myself, 
that is not always clearly established beforehand, and people can experience a bit of dissonance about what is happening at the table versus what they kind of went into yeah. the event yeah. expecting. Yeah, I'm sitting down to play Commander, therefore I'm just sitting down to have fun and play with my friends. But Buddy over here is rocked up with like a borderline CDEH deck and he's going to combo off by turn two mm -hmm. and he's going to make us all miserable about it, right? Right. You know, but I feel like that, I mean, there's a huge amount of discussion and just sort of like setting... You know, yeah. expectations yeah. and table talk and sort of like, you know, identifying the power levels of decks and stuff like that. But yeah, CDH McBig Gulp isn't the, like, norm for those situations. But when it, like, even if it happens once, it could be a bit of a sting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, like, having the space at these events for, like, a, like, we've laid out the social contract of what's going down here. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, like, you know, there's there's no misinterpreting that, like you can't play Mox Opal here, right? Or and if you play something that isn't exactly tuned, you might get rinsed, mm -hmm. and that like, but that's okay for people. Yes, yeah. Uh, I keep thinking of like way back in the day when I was playing more Warhammer, we had some extremely competitive players in our community, and I kind of enjoyed playing against them because there was no pretense of. Uh, them having brought a fun list, uh -huh. right? They were playing a tournament list, and I went into those games knowing what to expect from them. Yeah, and it was honestly kind of more enjoyable than playing against people who were under the impression that they were a fun match. Mm. It it removes a lot of like general anxiety mm -hmm. of like misinterpreting what's going on, or you know being the bad guy or the bully or whatever. Yeah, ex I mean, this might all just be an articulation of my inability to read other people and appreciating the environments where that is less of an obstacle. Cameron, I don't think you're, I don't think it's a stretch to say that you're not alone in that <laughs> issue among magic right. players and that that is potentially a barrier worth knocking down for events mm -hmm. that creates community building. You know? Yeah, mm, mm, mm. but yeah. there, there, there is an appeal to sitting down at a table where both players understand that it's go time. <laughs> yep, full stop. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, I feel I feel like we've all had a, a big discussion about all of this and what we do to improve events. I already asked this question, but what else, what else was liter literally what else was on the docket for us to discuss this week? Uh, uh, let I, me see. Uh, yeah. Handshake discourse. Uh, handshake discourse. <laughs> GG discourse. G oh, no. No, I, I don't when, know what happened. When does one GG? There was the Fortnite special or uh, oh, Secret yeah. Lair. That's which, nice for them. Yeah. <laughs> have, I, have either of you played Fortnite? No. no I'm not 12. I, I, I've heard the um huh. okay. I've heard the non-construction mode is honestly very good gameplay. Yeah, now okay. If I wasn't wearing this bucket hat, I wouldn't be so embarrassed to say make a have a retort after being called 12, but it's not that bad of a game. Well, I I'd understand say. like Fortnite has a bunch of different modes that it operates in. Yeah. One of the more popular ones is that it's essentially just a hangout for preteens. <laughs> right? Like you go in, you have free voice chat, and you can just kind of hang out with your friends doing things until you die. And then there are occasionally nerds who run around playing the game, ruining it for everyone yeah, else. Yeah, just building these 
monolithic skyscrapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, I mean, this is something that's very, very warmly regarded by a lot of people. It kind of misses me because I'm not the target demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't really comment on whether this is capital G good, capital F for capital M magic. Uh, Cap- capital T the capital G the gather yes like it it I I'm I'm not excited by this but I've seen people upset by it and that baffles me well not baffles me but like <laughs> I think we've already talked and tap tap can see like not all things are for all people and if you don't care about this great you can continue not caring about it and you can let the people who care about it have a good time caring about it yeah mm-hmm. I feel like a secret layer that is ba- like anything Fortnite related will get people doing like get a it'll get a wave of people playing oh my god there's a grim tutor Ooh. whoa that's huge cool actually yeah I mean, I guess this was in a core set now that I'm thinking about it, but still, always good to have more. Oh, this is big. Triumph of the Hordes? This card was like $30 as an uncle. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wait, yeah, wow. mm -hmm. Right. A looter scooter. Hey. But, like, you'll get people playing. Like, I, I cannot stress how. I don't know why I'm the one that feels like I'm up to bat completely for Fortnite. I played it like five times. I uh, got yelled at by some preteens and never played it again. But, um, like, I'll, I can't stress how many people play this game. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, no, it's the huge. biggest game. It's, like, one of the biggest, like, media franchises of all time it's astronomical and so even if it means you'll get some new blood or some younger players uh coming into the game cool sure why not yeah i i basically know fortnite from like you know concerts are were held in fortnite for all but now concerts are being held in roblox and i don't even know what to make anymore because that's like i feel like even at a younger demographic i can't play that because i'm not nine right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like okay <laughs> i uh, I don't know. I feel that I'm not sure this will bring anyone into magic, but if this is the first way a 13-year-old foils out their deck, yeah. That seems okay to me. Yeah. And if like you're like, "Hey, I just want this card and it's a chance to get this card and I like Fortnite." Great. Good. Yeah. Enjoy it. Have fun. Mhm. Great. Speaking of things that are like I mean, I would say fun for someone. Right now, as as at time of recording, there's like a magic dragons event going on in Arena. Did anybody play that? I did not. It was like 5,000 gold. I'm saying was because I th- think it'll be done. And you could play like five multicolored sort of dragon brawl decks. It was basically mm. to play brawl. Uh, or you could play in with gems. But you, the, your reward for winning was that you got like skins Basically, oh. card, card, alternate card cosmetics. So I'm not going to use gems to pay for that. I'll yeah. use gold because gold is free. And digital cosmetics are worth less than nothing to me. Um, but you got to play some Brawl, essentially for cheap. And uh, I played it. I played all five decks because I needed to get five wins. And the first deck I played with was the Silver Quill deck, which seemed unmatched to the uh to the the three color the uh the the blue red green deck and it had like this 
card it was like meam with like two eyes in it or something like that and every time you'd cast a dragon you'd get a copy of it for free yeah that card's not okay yeah so like <laughs> i'm playing shadrick silverquill as my is my commander and like i have to give them an inkling every turn right <laughs> and meanwhile they're just making like they made like you know like two earthquake dragons that yeah. are 10 tens with tramples and i'm like cool cool yeah yeah <laughs> We're good with words. Yeah. I'm two dragons. <laughs> yeah, I have. Hey, but you know what, though? I can I can, I can, can make double my 1-1 one, one tokens. Mm. Mm. That's pretty mm. good. Here's two goldspin dragons. <laughs> that was like the least scary dragon that they could get. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh. Uh, Gross. Yeah, it was, but it was an interesting, so nobody played that except me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've just been waiting for, Baldur's Gate to be or Baldur's Gate Alchemy to be on like Quick Draft yeah oh I'm just waiting for uh, Neo to come back to Quick mm. Draft and uh, man so instead I've done three Crimson Vow drafts and kind of figured out how to go three and three in the format because like the bots do not seem to care about the zombie deck but the zombie deck is like sort of outpaced by the red green deck right I'm I'm just yeah, I I just want to play Boomer Magic. I just want Neon <laughs> Neon Dynasty Kamigawa to come back. I Wait, know. Boomer Magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been what forty, fifty sets since Kamigawa came out. It's Boomer Magic by now. Old oh. content, my dude. Oh my god, we should do an episode. I missed it, and I was so upset. But the Arena Cube was back on. Oh. Mm -hmm. Just normal, I believe normal Arena Cube. It may have been Chromatic Cube. But it was Chromatic Cube. Okay. Le slightly less exciting, but still good. Because I think the Arena Cube, you want another hot take? Yeah. yeah. I think the Arena Cube is the best cube that you can play across Magic Online and Arena. Really? Yeah. I think it's perfect. It's so good. Hmm. It's, and I miss, well, I guess I miss Chromatic Cube, but that's just a little seed for a later time that it's back up because it's, oh, it's so good. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hot takes. Leave your comments. Yeah. Got any other hot takes? Anybody? Anybody? Uh I'm exhausted by the pace of things. Yeah. Um, Black Midi sort of sounds like virtuistic primus, <laughs> and I think that's okay. And I think Wait, that's Black Midi. Black Midi. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. 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 They've got they got a new album come out that's like sort of super prog primus huh. is how I would describe it. And I and I saw a music journalist say that as sort of like a nye, 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 and I was like, no, that's good. Let them. Yeah. They're they have more talent. They're like twenty two or something like that now. So they've put out three albums. Yeah. Those talented lads. Uh, and uh, their lead singer has a very good Twitter account. Mm -hmm. So Black, there you go. There's Black, some medium takes. Black Midi is my favorite song off Neon Bible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boy, that just killed discourse. Yeah. <laughs> I had no well, way to come back from that. Now I'm just thinking of like what albums I'm still looking forward to this year. Holding out hope that there will be a new Lauren Bosfield album. Oh. Penelope has started asking for Omnium Gatherum by name. Oh, really? She loves the dripping tap, and it's 18 minutes long. Awesome. Yeah, next time, next time, next time King Giz plays an all-ages show, I'm taking her. And we're yeah. going to stay far back from the mosh pit, which means, unfortunately, which means we're going to be at the back where everybody's smoking weed, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Penelope's, what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, by now? She yeah. can... <laughs> I'm sure she'll be fine in the pit. Oof. 
what we got to do is get there early mm -hmm. and we'll just go up at the front and i guarantee you that absolutely no one's going to get rough around a child and, and their small newly looking mother mm -hmm. take graham because yeah. then you know people might be thinking ah oh, what if i mosh it's like mm, i'm also huge in six three so it's a it's a patented system mm -hmm. you know small small person and large partner yes mm -hmm. Yeah, Many exactly. people have gone to a concert like that. I think extremely, even extremely high King Giz fans will respect that perimeter. Oh, uh, King Giz fans are actually very, like, very good very about. Pleasant. They're, they're, they're. You know, I, I loathe. Mo oh, here's a hot take. I loathe mosh pits. I just want to watch a show. I don't want to be smacked into. I don't want to get your sweat on me. Christ, God, just don't touch me. <laughs> you have had... to stand close to me, but don't move near me, Christ. <laughs> I've always had good experiences in mosh pits and found them extremely like safe and supportive environments where people tend to watch out for one another because you know for the grace of god right uh true i mean some of them are but some of them are just filled by like oh very broy very very broy guys who want to go and like get their get get their flail on although i did see uh, apparently once uh there was some guy who was moshing too aggressively and the, another uh, gizzard stopped the show had out, the guy ejected right out and mm. threw him out and then and said could you please uh, that's not acceptable behavior yep. you can't be violent you know, yep. and then continued the show. Mosh responsibly. Yeah. Some some medium takes there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm small. I don't want to yeah. be no, I, I mean, thrown around in a mosh pit. I come to that from a position of relative, Size privilege. Yeah, size privilege. The, I mean, I'm not a huge dude, but I do occlude a volume. The last time I was in a pit, not necessarily by, on my own volition, but... Um, I had a guy run into me and it was like Wiley e. Coyote into a brick wall. It was just. Uh, so what I'm saying what I'm hearing is that uh, is that if if the, this magical all ages show does materialize, that we need to take you as well, Wheeler, and just ha stand you like you know behind Penelope. I do like King Giz. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. Ah, anything else we want to talk about while we're here? I just stabbed myself with my pencil. Pencil leads too sharp. Uh, they're on their hot takes. Dull pencils for safety. No. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, kind of a quiet week. It's the this. summer doldrums. Yeah, which is a novelty. Usually, we have difficulty talking about everything that's happening in a week. But wow. Yeah, not a lot burned down this week in the world of Magic: the Gathering. Hell yeah. Oh. I think we can chalk that up as a W, folks. Yeah. So overall, uh, uh, a quiet, perfect summer week. Yeah. Where people got outside. I mean, mm. maybe maybe in a couple of months we'll be looking at our evaluation of the TCG player uh, purchase of CFB in much the same way that we look at those uh, articles from... 1914 in newspapers that say the assassination of Franz Ferdinand sh will surely usher in an era of European peace. What? And stability. <laughs> How can you take that from that? We have to find whoever wrote that. Oh, yeah, no, it was a bad article. Yeah, cancel their ass. Yeah, get them. Uh, All right, me, you, at the cemetery. We're going we're gonna to own somebody. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm 
I'm sure that they were subject to whatever the 1915 and 16 equivalent of being thir- mercilessly dragged were. <laughs> no. I think it was literally just dragging yeah, them. Yeah, literally just dragging them. <laughs> but then again, I mean, I also saw a newspaper advertisement in uh, uh, that was scanned from an article in the First World War uh, that I think was essentially that crap shot. Or not crap shot we wrote, but the... Um, the video we made about you know the lamps going out across Europe, and they won't be relit again until this weekend at Bernie's Lamp Emporium. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> right. Like that. That was part of a. That was part of like a, a, a CFUT special. Right. Yes. Yes. It was like a. We did a whole fake commercial for it. Yeah. Prices are taking 30, 40, even fifty percent casualties this weekend only. Christ. <laughs> I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, God, everything's so bad now. It's like, no, people have been tasteless, awful, stupid idiots for as long as people have been around. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. It's always been too soon. Yeah. Somebody in, you know, I don't know, 1391, the only thing black about about this is our prices. You'll be in the black after you buy our discount horseshoes or whatever like that. Like right. literally after the Black Death is swept through Yeah, the through Black your, Plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody's like, geez, Yodrick. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I know you're a farrier, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good one with humors, mm. uh, but you could probably figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Black bile, yellow bile, he'll deal. Yule bile. Yeah, he'll bile. <laughs> yeah, he'll bile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this Yule only. Yeah. You know, back in the day, this is this is so tangentially related. Uh, you know, actually, I think you know if we're getting into like you know deep, deep. <laughs> Uh, trivia about like old medical practices and like that you know the traditional holidays used to have a lot more sex and and uh, debauchery in them maybe it's time to end our magic the gathering (laughs) we have to sit down and record our next uh, podcast straight no chaucer chaucer how do i hey well i got where you were going thank you And if you got it, please let us know in the comments and engage that YouTube algorithm. <laughs> and if you didn't get it, please put it in the comments so someone who, not us, because we're not going to go in there, uh, can explain it to you. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> I read everything. Oh. Uh, well, I think it's probably time to, uh, on that bombshell, it's time to close this podcast. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Uh, that's you at patreon.com. I hope you feel like you're getting your money's worth. And uh, Card Kingdom at cardkingdom.com. I pray to God that they feel like they're getting their money's worth. Uh, remember, LR sent me button, please, if you're making an order and you get in response, I concede or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just came from a place deep inside me where nobody cares about anything. No, that um, was good. What, what's our button again, James? <laughs> Before blocks, I can see. Before, Before damage, damage, I can see. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the classic arena play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I've been Kathleen. This has been Cameron. Huh? This was Wheeler. Thank you for having me. It was great to be here. And uh, this is Tap Tap Concede. Bye, everybody. 